Art of the Assistant, brought to you from the hills of almost heaven, West Virginia, a podcast created to encourage and assist those who are sitting in the second chair of their ministries and organizations. All right, everyone, and welcome to Art of the Assistant. It's it's good to have you back and either listening in on our podcast or maybe you're watching as we've started to record some of these Zoom meetings um, we've enjoyed doing that, and it gives me the opportunity to kind of stay home base and and um, not need to make a trip, even though I miss the coffee shop and hope to be back there again soon. So Dan and I are here with you today, and we are talking about an important subject when it comes to interpersonal relationships and people. If you know there's people involved, there's going to be problems. <laughs> For sure. And, and sometimes with a staff, the more staff we have, the more potential it is. And it might not even be a big staff, right? And it could just be a couple right. and there are problems. And so how, how do we deal with that? And, and so today, the approach isn't going to be so much as, as a pastor, as, as from our view, dealing with an assistant or assistant to the pastor. Today is going to be the interpersonal relationships of assistants. And, and what if there's problems and what are things are going on? And, and hopefully we can interview even in the future, uh, another pastor. So that's got a lot of assistance on his staff and see how we handle it. But this is just with the interpersonal and, and what happens when, when somebody's on our staff that, that I don't see eye to eye with hmm. and, and how do we handle that? How do we handle that as Christians? How do we handle that in business? You know, how do we handle that in the church? And, and I think there's there's a variety of factors that can come in. And, and Dan, I think sometimes it's like marriage. You know, once you get close to someone, closer than you've ever been before, you see chinks in the armor that you didn't know was there. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Oh. Well, love, love is blind, right? Right, right. Um, and, and uh, you know, charity, love. Uh, covers a multitude of sins, and so when we uh, just like that marriage, we don't know, we don't notice those things. It's not that they weren't there, but we just didn't notice them up front because right. we were, um, you know, love was covering that. And it's it's not that we don't love, you know, later on in that relationship. But I uh, I think this problem goes back. Um, what about what about uh, Peter and and um, and John? Um, what, what, what about the disciples? You know, who's, who's going to sit at my right? Who's going to sit at my left? There, there was always this, um, almost competition and, and this conflict, uh, between, uh, the disciples. And it, it stands to reason that that would be in, in our case today, um, when, when we have a staff, whether it's, whether it's a, um, an assistant and heads of other ministries or it's assistants, um, that are uh, all full-time staff together, um, there's, there's going to be conflict. And it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. So if we know that, then why don't we prepare for it and know what to do and, and know how to approach it uh, before it takes place? Right, right. And, you know, in some conflicts, you know, we talk about confrontation. We'll talk about that with this. You know, Paul had to confront Peter. Mm -hmm. Peter was given into the Jews, but you know, look at, look at, um, Paul and Barnabas. I mean, you talk about conflict. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. I mean, and, and God, God used that conflict for his glory, but I'm sure as Paul and Barnabas look back, that's not one of the highlights of their ministry. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, and again, it's that interpersonal, we disagree on something blood's thicker than water. 
And, and so we, we have some issues there. So yeah, that's, that's um, a great introduction as we dive into this. So let's, let's say, okay, we've got a staff member, Dan, and I'll throw this at you. Okay. So we'll, we'll ask to see how Dan handles this. So Dan's <laughs> on staff at this church. He's one of the assistants there. Um, Dan is, Dan's the, the assistant pastor of worship and playing his guitar, singing, and, and we bring on a new staff member. Let's call this staff member. Let's name him Rick. So Rick, Rick comes on staff, young guy, um, energetic, you know, Hey, Rick's going to be great to have on staff. And as Rick comes in, you know, it's a period over about four or five, six months, maybe a year and staff members are starting to talk. And what they're noticing is, you know, Rick's never in his office. He's always out walking around. He's, you know, he's always talking to this person or that person. You know, he's walking around with the maintenance guy, helping with maintenance projects. He's, he's walking around with teachers, helping at recess if they have a Christian school. Um, you know, he's, he's in the, the office talking to the secretary. And it's like, man, does Rick ever get anything done? I mean, this guy, he's supposed to be the youth pastor, the assistant pastor, and it doesn't seem like he's ever in his office. When does he study? When does he read? And if we're not careful, again, all these situations are the same. If we're not careful, it, it, it can build some contention, you know, and some problems. But let's say let's say we have, you know, Rick comes in the social butterfly and, and he's there. How how do we approach that? And, and how do we how do we deal with Rick? And, and, and as we look at it, I think there's a couple of steps, Dan, as, as we go. I think one, you know, there's observations we've got to see. There's questions we need to ask. Even there's steps to take before confrontation. Sure. Um, you know, because we go right in and say, Rick, why aren't you ever in your office? Can you get anything done? Which, you know, I've had, you know, stated to me when there was there's a variety of reasons why. So how do we go about that with Rick? What's how do you handle that situation? Well, I, I think first of all, if we're, if we're looking at me as an assistant and Rick as an assistant, um, you know, number one, it's, it's not my place to challenge him on how he's spending his time. If there really is an issue that we feel, you know, like it is there. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not the authority over Rick. I'm, I'm really not. So the other thing is this, um, when a pastor is hiring staff, he is going to hire your, your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. So he's going to hire people that's different from you because if he was hiring everybody the same, he wouldn't hire you. Right. Yeah. So if Rick was exactly like me, there would be no need for me. Right. And so recognizing that you might be the, the guy who is the bookworm and in your office studying, um, or the, the administrative guy who enjoys the spreadsheets and everything like that. And Rick might be, um, like you said, the social butterfly who's, um, who is better with relationships and strives and, and really thrives in when he's talking and, and um, you know, that one-on-one -on -one, uh, relationship. So understand that we're all different. Every one of us will be different. So Rick's not like you. You're not like Rick. That's that's yeah. a good thing. Um, and and if if you were the same, there would there would be no need for both of you. So one of you is is looking for another job, right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so no, so good. going in, into it with that understanding, and then um, you you talk about questions that you might ask because there could be some extenuating circumstances, 
And sometimes, you know, you, you might ask, well, when does he have time to study or, or is he studying? Well, that's probably evident when he's teaching and preaching. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're listening to that and, and you're going, hmm, well, that, that, that sounds just like chewed up and regurgitated, yeah. uh, you know, information that he listened to somebody else's sermon. It doesn't sound like he has personally, um, you know, um, put much effort into that um, versus um, a, a, a sermon that, you know, you could tell the, the, that God was in and, and using. Then, then you look at it go, well, he learns differently than I do. Maybe he's an audible learner and he's walking around, list, you know, listening to, to something on, on his headphones. So, you know what I'm saying? You, you have to, I, I, I forget who it was that made this um, statement, but they said, um, you, you got to switch shoes with people and put yourself in their seat, put yourself in their shoes, try to understand where they're coming from before you make some harsh judgments and, and assumptions about their, um, their technique and how they're doing something. So what questions would you think to ask Rick? Yeah, that's, I think that's great. I think that's good. And I think some of the questions would be okay in my own mind, like you said, switching shoes, you got to sit and say, okay, if I'm Rick, why am I this way? And so maybe Rick's coming from a ministry that was smaller. Uh, There was nobody, I mean, the, the local McDonald's would have 10 people come through it, Mm -hmm. you know, every, every day. And now he's in a different ministry and there's people and Rick's been robbed of fellowship for years. And so now, man, I get to talk to the maintenance guy. I get to talk to teachers. I get yeah. to students. I get to, you know, I actually have a secretary instead of me doing it. And, and he's, he's part, just, he's part of a team. Yeah. He's, he's never just been a, a part of a team. Yeah. 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 And so instead of me looking and say, man, what's this guy's problem? We can look and say, hey, this guy's he's we're part of a team. And this mm-hmm. is he's getting to, to to enjoy that. I think another aspect you see is is like you said, this is his bent. And maybe while he's out talking to teachers and students and maintenance, he's actually developing relationships and in, in his discipleship. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't a negative, it's a positive. And so he's he's encouraging and building, you know, up these students. He's building up this gentleman that he's walking around with, they're talking about spiritual things. They're building those relationships. And so sometimes when I think of questions, it's, it's putting myself, like you said, it was a great way to say it in their shoes and then asking myself these questions. Yeah. And as I do that, that helps me to observe. And that gives me, instead of a heart of bitterness, it's a heart of appreciation sure. yep. for who this person is. You know, I think about what wasn't it Peter and John, um, that Jesus had told uh, Peter, I believe that this is this is what you're going to do. This is this is your assignment, basically. And Peter turns around and looks at John and goes, "Well, what, what about him?" Yeah, yeah, John twenty one, yeah. right? Exactly. So, you know, it is it's human nature to almost feel like, okay, I'm I'm getting slighted. This this other person is getting away with something. And, and I'm here, I've got my nose to the grindstone and, you know, um, and, and we can have that attitude towards the unrighteous, but we can also have that attitude, attitude towards the righteous as well. Of, yeah. you know, why, why, why do they, why are they getting by with this? I would never get by with that, that, yeah. you know, that kind of attitude towards it. Yeah. And in reality, um, if God has given us an assignment, we stay in our lane and, and think about, okay, what has God called me to 
and not worry so much about what's going on. Um, you know, this is, I think you made this statement. This is middle school stuff. Some, sometimes, you know, it's petty things that, that get on our nerves and it builds and builds and builds. And if yeah. you really to boil it down to the root, it would be like, I feel like they're getting away with something I can't get away with. And, and that's, that's kind of ridiculous. Uh, when you, when you really boil it down to what it is, it's, it's very, it's very petty and childish at times. Yeah. Now, let me ask you something, Treg. What, yeah. what if there is some, what if there really is some real problems there? Maybe some, some lack um, in, they are taking advantage of the flexibility that they have in their position in ministry. Uh, they are not studying, you know, you, you might look at their, um, uh, what, what they're doing and find, okay, there's, there's some real, there's some real things here. There's some real issues here as an assistant. What do you do about that? I mean, yeah. um, you know, you do, do, do you run and, and, and tell, um, do you narc? Right. Right. <laughs> what do right. you, what do you do? Oh yeah. I, one, no, I, I'm not going to go to the pastor with that. Um, two, you've got to make it a matter of prayer mm-hmm. and, and praying for them in that position. And then if it comes down to it, um, if you have a relationship and depending on where you are now, if you're, if you're the 24 year old staff member, and I think some is age too. So if, if I'm 24 and this guy doing this is 32, I'm not going to approach him. Mm-hmm. But if, if I'm the 32-year-old staff member in, let's say, administrative <clears throat> pastor or going back to you, the pastor of worship, and we bring on a new guy, he's 25, he's young, I'm going to say, hey, come in, sit down. I, I just want to talk a little bit. Yeah. You know, I'm not the pastor, but just here's some things that I'm observing. And I know pastors probably observing as well. And, and just as my years of experience of ministry, I've, I know where you are. I've been there. And, and just let me give you some pointers. And I, I would just handle it that way hmm. instead of saying, Hey, you know, you're, you're wasting time. You're doing this, you're doing that just as a, an older staff member saying, Hey, you know, I made some mistakes early on in my ministry that I don't want you to make. So, you know, let me, let me give you some ideas yeah, and some helps there. So that, that would be how I would handle it. If we're all about the same age, you know, we're, we're all 30, we're both 40 or whatever, you've got to be really careful with that. Mm. And you just got to say, Hey, you know what? I, that's between him and pastor. That's between him and the people. Um, I've just got to give this to the Lord and mm. God help me not to become bitter because ultimately I don't answer for him. I answer for me. Right. Well, let me, let me throw one, uh, one scenario in there. There have been times and will be times when other people might be noticing things about that staff member and maybe, you know, as the assistant, we, we get, we get the conversations that some, some people are hoping will get back to the pastor without right. them having right. to go to the pastor. So right. how do you handle that? What do you do yeah, when think, somebody in the congregation or a deacon or yeah. something like that comes to you and says, Hey, what's up with, what's up yeah. with Rick? Yeah, I think that's good. I think there's two ways to handle it. One, how do you respond to that staff member? And say, yeah, you know, well, you're, you can't say you're wrong because you know they're not wrong. And so they come to you and they say, hey, listen, you know, what's up with Rick? It doesn't seem like he's studying much. It's just, he's not around much. Where is he? And, you know, I think the proper response is, you know, I don't know. 
Um, I've seen it too. I'm not exactly sure what's going on. I'm sure there's a reason and, um, and we're aware of it and we see what's happening. Yeah. So one that, that people, the, the people that are talking to, you know, there's an awareness, right. And then two, if, if that happens, I think you have to go to pastor and say, Hey, pastor, there's been people coming to me and, and call the people out. Well, some people are saying, Right, you know, right. that, that could be your wife, you know, it doesn't, that, that doesn't <laughs> my kids, um, you know, they, and, and some people should never be allowed in a conversation. Right. Yeah. It's they me. I, I am that. some people. Yeah. And, and so it's like, Hey, listen, um, the Peters family and the Jones family have both come to me, you know, Mr. And Mrs. They're, they're expressing some concerns about um, some things they're seeing in Rick's life and behavior. And, and I know they're coming to me because they want me to come to you. So I just want you to be aware of this. And I said, I don't know what to do, but I just want to leave it with you and, and handle it that way. Yeah. And so and basically it, yeah. acknowledge that there's an awareness of the problem and then yep. de- deflect. Yes, exactly. Um, As yeah. an assistant. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's very yeah, good. That's, that's how I would handle it there. So, so Dan, let's, since you've been nailing me, let me, let me throw one at you. <laughs> All right. So you're on staff um, and an assistant, an assistant pastor comes to you. Okay. And says, Hey, we need to talk. And, and it's okay. So you sit down and, and it's not about the, the reds or the cubs it's, Hey, um, you know, I'm, I just, I'm don't, I don't like your attitude. Mm. And I just think, uh, man, I, I'm just not sure that you're going to fit on staff here. Uh, the way you're handling things, you know, and, and let's say another staff member attacks you hmm. and has made you feel uncomfortable, um, is obviously giving you a cold shoulder, um, has made it very clear they don't like you and, and they don't, they're not holding back on that. I mean, yeah. when you're in that situation, how, how do you handle that? <laughs> what well, do you do? F- first of all, there's, there's probably a, a kernel of truth in, in every attack. There's probably some substance. It, it, it may be exaggerated and it, and it may be uh, given to you with the wrong attitude and in the wrong way. But if we're not careful, we dismiss any truth of the matter because of the way it was said. It, it's like, it's like the doctor said that we have cancer and because he was mean and didn't have a good bedside manner, uh, we dismiss the fact that we have cancer. Yeah. Um, so I, I, when, when criticism comes, no matter how it's given, I think the first step is to, to get outside of, of the position of I'm being attacked or feel, or, or feel, you know, threatened or my feelings are hurt or whatever. And in, and be able to stand almost third party and look into that situation and go, okay, is, is there any truth in this at all? That's good. That's awesome. And, yeah. and then deal with it. If, if there is truth with it, you know, deal with it. Mm-hmm. And you, you don't, and this, you don't, how about before, as I interrupt, so would you say there's uh, validity in the statement perception is reality? Oh, there, there is, although it really isn't reality, but it is that person's reality. I mean, that's how they're seeing it. And so if, if they come to you and they perceive something in a certain way, and you may be able to, you may be able to say, Hey, you know what? I see where you're coming from. I understand how, how that might look to you. 
that was not the, the motive and the intent of the heart. See, you know, it's the spirit of God and the word of God. That's, that's the only thing that can, uh, that, that can ascertain the thoughts and intents of our heart. Um, so they're just going off perception. So maybe, maybe, you know, turning the tables, I'm Rick and somebody's coming to me and and going, Rick, you know, what's up, man, what's, what's the problem here? And I can say, you know what, I can see where, you know, where it's come across that, but you know what, that, that maintenance worker that I helped his son's in the youth group. And, and I'm, you know, I'm trying to build a relationship with him as, as a parent, not just a, and, you know, the, the Christian school, these kids are, are, are part of our church youth group as well. And that's part of my responsibility is, is making sure that I'm building those relationships. So it may give you uh, an opportunity to explain why, uh, you know, the why behind what you're doing. And then it may give you an opportunity to grow to say, if one person has the, um, you know, not maybe not the integrity, but at least the courage to come to me and, and talk to me to my face. There's probably 10 more that are thinking that, that are yeah. not coming to me. Yeah. So in, in that, in that one area, okay, what can I do to improve the perception behind what I'm doing yeah. and, and take the criticism, no matter how it comes to you, don't dismiss it just because, you know, it, it comes in a, in a way that, that doesn't feel good, you know? Um, and, you know, faith for the wounds of a friend, maybe it's not an attack after all, maybe it's, it's, uh, really someone coming with the right heart. Um, but yeah, sometimes we need a couple of days to chew on that before we can actually, um, uh, approach it the right way. Yeah. You know, there's a book called, um, it's extreme ownership, I think. And, you know, where Jocko is the, was a Navy SEAL. And it's like every mission that went out that he was over, even if it was his boys that totally screwed it up, he had to take extreme ownership of it because he was the commander of that SEAL team. And even with our own spirit attitudes, how we handle things, maybe we just have to take ownership, say, hey, maybe it is all me. I apologize. I'm sorry I came across that way. Um, I'm going to deal with that and let me know if I, you see that again as I try to get better. Yeah. I forget who it was. It was one of the great preachers of yesteryear. Someone had come and, and they had just really criticized him harshly <clears throat> and his response. He said, um, you know, I, I wish, I wish only that were true. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Meaning there's yeah. so much more that you don't know about me. Yeah. And, and yeah. sometimes we, we work so hard with social media and, and this persona that we want to give out to other people, mm-hmm. especially if, if we're, you know, pastoral staff that, that we, we want people to think highly of us. And the reality is if people knew us, like we know us and how God knows us, you know, that that's true and more, you know? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. um, it, it's, uh, don't, don't think so highly of yourself that you can't take any kind of criticism. Yeah. It's good, man. That's good. All right, Dan. I think that's a wrap brother. Yeah, that was really good. Um, that went a lot faster than I anticipated it going. Um, a lot we could do with that. We'll probably, I think we ought to revisit this again. And, and if you're listening and you, you've been in those situations and you want to throw some, some questions at Dan and I or have some insight to add to that, we'd love to hear it. You know, Paul David Tripp has made a living on messy relationships, war on words, instruments in Redeemer's hands, all dealing with 
this idea of, of messy relationships. Mm. Um, and, and so I think there's even a book called messy church. It's just, it's just part of life mm. and where we are and learning to deal with that is, is crucial in the body of Christ. So Dan, thanks again. It was great today. Great um, having you on. And if we can be a help to you, let us know if this podcast and has been an encouragement or a blessing, man, rate us, write us a little review there and share it with somebody else. And so they can um, also start learning from and gaining insight and encouragement from the art of the assistant. So Dan and I are signing off, looking forward to being with you again um, in a few weeks. Thank you.